past few years, we've heard the term free agents and been told we would all need to become one in order to succeed. The recent economic structures have helped to promote this concept as reality. Where do we get the tools to take control of our career path in the present and future? Welcome to The Career Confidant with your host, Marie Zimanoff. Marie and her guest experts are here to provide you with the tools you need to move forward and achieve your career goals. Now, here is Marie Zimanoff. Hello, and welcome to The Career Confidant. We're glad that you're joining us here today. As always, we'll be talking about a topic that helps you take control of your own career. And today we're going to be talking about the idea of positive intelligence and specifically about our saboteurs and how they get in our way of success. And today I'm excited that we have Chris Stewart here with us. And Chris has been a leader in Fortune 500 companies. And recently I met Chris in a capacity class, which was all about coaching people to increase their capacity. And Chris, you really took into this saboteur concept and did a great job um, sharing it with our class. So I'm excited that you're here to share it with my listeners today. Well, thanks. I appreciate you having me, and I'm excited to to share some ideas as well. Yeah, so people might not have heard this term before. Tell us, what is a saboteur? Am I saying that right? Yes. So the, when I was first introduced to the concept, it was many years ago, and, they, and it was the term negative limiting beliefs was used. And a saboteur is uh, just really kind of puts a face and a name to uh, the types of negative limiting beliefs. Dr. Shirzad Shamin has done some neat work, and and through that course that that you and I were in, we were introduced to the positive intelligence and his research and and particularly his assessment on saboteurs. And that really was eye-opening to me and took the understanding that I had of these negative limiting beliefs and their impact on performance to another level and really personalized those things. Yeah, and the saboteurs, as you said, kind of a negative limiting belief, but they have these different types or different ways that they come into our lives. And a lot of times they start developing when we're when we're quite young. So um, you have a story of how you <laughs> see one of your saboteurs kind of appeared in your life. I, I do, and, and it's, it's interesting. Um... I have a couple of different stories, but, you know, our brains are really fascinating things. They like to automate things. They like to, they like pattern and repetition, and they they like those things because they can keep us out of trouble. Uh, if you think about the, our, our brains are really wired to help us survive and navigate life, and one of the things that, that goes along with that is that the more our brains can automate, the, the faster it can move us through there and the less it really needs us to make decisions. So in thinking of how a pattern has started in life, my, my dad, when I was a really young boy, uh, somebody knocked on the door one day and, and they were there trying to sell something to us. Well, my dad was busy and he asked me if I would go answer the door. And I felt really important because I'd never been asked to do that before. And I was so proud of myself. I remember that moment running to the front door and opening it up. And the guy standing there and said, hey, is your dad home? So I turned around, as any good child would do. And I went and got my dad. And 
yelled, hey, Dad, this guy wants to talk to you. And the second I did that, my my dad really wanted me to send the guy away. He didn't tell me that, but uh, my dad came to the door, talked with the guy, and as soon as he got him to leave, my dad turned around to me and said, if that happens again, say you're not interested and shut the door. So in my mind, I remember that very moment of being disappointed that I had let my dad down, and I remember thinking, I'll never let that happen again. And I will, from that point forward, I didn't even consider what anybody was going to say at the door. I'm not interested. Slam the door. And what's interesting about that is that I didn't have to be aware, um, thinking in terms of patterns and growing up and whatever. You just get better and better and better at doing that pattern, and you think less and less and less about doing it. And as adults, it's probably there are many of us out there that when somebody comes to the door, you probably think not interested and shut the door. Well, to add another side to this pattern and the saboteurs, I w- once was talking with a salesperson who um, talked about that pattern. And essentially he said, you know, people don't even take the opportunity to consider what I have, what I'm there to talk with them about because they're so conditioned and not interested and shut the door. So he said, I have a pattern that I use to get people to consider what I want to offer. And he said, a friend, when they're at the door, their pattern is to look down at their feet, brush their feet on the mat and act like they're going to come in. And he said, so I do that because I want to be a friend. And that pattern, he said, gets people the pattern that's in response to that is for the door to open. And all of a sudden, when that door opens, there's this moment of, oh, my gosh, I've just started to open the door to a stranger. And all of a sudden, there's an awareness of what's going on. And now everybody's in the game together, and they can consider the message. So if you think about that as kind of how a pattern develops, a saboteur removes that level of awareness from us. And the key to being successful with a saboteur is having that moment of, oh, gosh, what's going on here? That autopilot needs to come off. Because if it doesn't, we miss out on a lot of opportunities in life. And I've, I've thought back to there's a number of patterns, uh, those negative limiting beliefs that we grab a hold of and we carry them through life. One for me was that I couldn't do math first grade, I remember being frustrated and said, I'll never do this again. And that belief followed me for a long time until I had a teacher that saw that I understood math, but there was a block and helped me to get rid of that, my own belief in my ability to do math. And that's something that these saboteurs develop over time and they grow with us and we actually start to really like them and we lean on them and they can, they can, really keep us from experiencing a lot of good in life. Right. So it's like this story in, in my counseling classes, we always talked it about at a, as a cassette tape, <laughs> which now younger people wouldn't understand. Right. But it was this, <laughs> I guess you could say it's an MP3, whatever. It's a, it's a song mm-hmm. um, that or a story that just keeps playing over and over and over again. Uh, it's Alexa on repeat. Maybe that's a better, more modern example of that year. Um, it's just this story that you don't even realize at, at, 
in the context of a saboteur, you don't even necessarily realize that that is how you're making these decisions because it's the story that you've been listening to since you were you were really little. Yeah, and, and um, I think that's I think that's really the point, you know, and it's you, you've really you've really nailed it because our our brains um, to go back to to some of the information in the in the certification. Uh, you know, our brains are processing about 80,000 pieces of information every second. And it, they only allow us to be aware of about eight of those things. So if you think about it, you know, it, our brains are keeping our hearts beating and our, our blood pumping and they're keeping us balanced and moving around and, uh, and all kinds of functions that, that just keep us alive. We only see a very, very few of those things. And what's interesting about a saboteur is it may take us months. Let's say that we start a new job or we have a new life situation that comes at us. There may Our saboteur may engage, and it may really help us and empower us to navigate through the, those waters initially. And it may be months and months and months into that situation before we start to feel any pain or hurt because the saboteur has started to show up. And there's some signs and symptoms of that saboteur starting to really own, you know, own the way that you react. And that those, those things can, can really push people away. Right. And I feel like the perfectionist is kind of a relatable one for people. So talk me through that. Like why would a perfectionist be a good thing? And then how does it turn bad? So great question. If you, if you, you know, everybody knows someone, as, as you say, perfectionist, everybody's probably got a picture in their mind of someone they, they feel is a perfectionist. The saboteur language for that, the profile for the perfectionist would be um, the stickler. And the stickler typically comes out in a stressful situation where uh, it's where, where we can, if you are a perfectionist, typically the perfectionism comes from somewhere uh, like maybe there was a, a, a childhood that uh, was full of criticism or that there was a lot of chaos in, in uh, childhood or early in life. And the way to get above it was to be perfect. And if you were per- perfect, you were above reproach. If you were perfect, you couldn't be criticized. And if, if that is one of your primary saboteurs, then it becomes difficult to, you set such high standards for yourself and everyone around you that what starts happening is everyone is being judged according to that perfectionism scale. And you're disappointed a lot. You're in a situation where you feel that if the, if you're the, if the work's going to be done, you better do it yourself. And all of a sudden, you see that stickler and that per- that perfectionism coming out and manifesting in pushing folks away, and and it becomes something that isn't intentional. And many times, that that stickler is left wondering where everybody went and feeling mm-hmm. let down when the actions of the saboteur sabotaged uh, their intentions of doing things very well. Right. Yeah. And sometimes it can be that, um, you know, distrust of others. 
but possibly also distrust of self. And I'm not going to put this Mm -hmm. out there, whatever this is, um, until Mm -hmm. it's perfect, which then means that things never get done or are never on time. Or, um, you know, you have that person that you think, oh, they're a procrastinator. Well, they may be a procrastinator, but they may have that saboteur, the stickler, um, making too many decisions. and, And they're always late because they don't feel that it's good enough um or you know there's maybe that fear part in there that um they're not ready to share it yet so that's that we're going to talk about all the the saboteurs here when we come back from our break and talk about what they what they mean and how they impact people um that that stickler is definitely one i feel like people talk about a lot in terms of the perfectionist And as you said, it has a place and it was protecting us perhaps when we were young or maybe even at the beginning of a a new job, you, you know, you want to be really careful Um, and maybe even it gets reinforced, right? People say, oh, you did such a good job or everything's perfect or there's no mistakes. And if you have that stickler saboteur, that stickler saboteur goes, oh, yay, yeah, I should, I keep doing that. I should keep doing that. And maybe doesn't connect the dots when it starts to get in the way. So we're going to take a short break. And when we come back, we'll continue talking about these saboteurs. And interesting, you said, you know, Shirzad, um, the Positive Intelligence book, he talks about how he goes around and works with executives. And um, really, like 90% of executives connect with this idea and say, yes, these saboteurs are getting in the way, maybe not just of performance, but also of happiness. So you can maybe have everything, but if you're you're happy or you're always feeling like you're fighting internally, it's not working for you. So that's part of what these saboteurs are all about. We'll be right back in just a few minutes. America Business Network, the bottom line in business. You know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career. You can have the foresight, skills, and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities. A strategic advantage and career expert, Marie Zimanoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused, get found, and get hired. Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. You hear about it all the time. Compromises, destructive malware, major breaches. You can't turn on the news without hearing about the latest cyber event. Learn more about cybersecurity, how it has become one of the most significant threats to our national security, and the battle experts undergo every day on your behalf to protect you, your families, and your data. Task Force 7 Radio with host George Ritas is the voice of cybersecurity around the world. Tune in live every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific on The Voice of America Business Channel. Follow us on Twitter at Voice America TRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's Voice America TRN. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. You are tuned into The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. 
If you have a question or comment for Marie or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to marie at a strategicadvantage.com. Now, back to The Career Confidant. Welcome back to The Career Confidant, and today we are talking with Chris Stewart about the idea of our saboteurs, these limiting beliefs, but this idea of saboteurs um, from Shirzad Chamin, his Positive Intelligence book, really gives us some context and some, I don't know, just, I guess, personalities to put with this, and those are called our saboteurs. So, Chris, you were telling us a little bit about the Stickler saboteur. What other saboteurs are there? Well, that's a great question. So, Dr. Chamin has got them... uh, divided uh, into nine categories, and they're on two different, uh, two different axes, really. We've got, there's, a, there's kind of a style side and a motivational side, and within there, there are, you, you've got a controller, you've got, so somebody who really wants to make sure everything is, they're in control over everything that, that happens. Uh, you've got a hyperachiever that when they come into a situation, they feel a great need to, to prove themselves and, and to be the best and really overdrive on, on their achievement. Uh, another one, another saboteur is, is the restless, someone who just is constantly looking for the next greatest, better deal that, that just there's never a sense of peace and always a need to move to the next thing. Uh, another would be the stickler, which we've talked about, which really hits on perfectionism. Then we've got uh, the pleaser, so someone who doesn't like conflict, wants everybody to be happy. This is a person, you know, or, or a, uh, a saboteur that that uh, you, you see somebody who wants everybody to be so happy, they have a hard time giving real honest answers, and so that can degrade trust. People can think, well, if all I ever hear from this person is great stuff, are they really going to tell me if, you know, if I've got something going on that they need to know about? Um, we've got the hypervigilant, um, just someone who is, is overly vigilant in everything. Um, an avoider, uh, this, is, this is someone who really would rather um, everybody get along great and has a very peaceful, uh, look, looking through rose-colored glasses view, and really would rather not engage in in things that aren't happy and peaceful and everything else. This is someone who uh, not necessarily avoids everything, but avoids things that are that have some negative uh, connotations. Uh, there's a victim who feels like everything is, why does this always happen to me? Uh, and then there's the hyper-rational that kind of dismiss all emotion and goes straight to the logic and uh, wonder why things aren't adding up all the time. Uh, and then, you know, there's another one as well that, that everyone, that hits everyone. Uh, I think it's important to, to, to note that if you were to go out and take the assessment that's out online at, at positive intelligence assessment, uh, it's a, it's free. It's great. I encourage everybody to do that. Uh, but if you were to do that, you're, there's nine areas, but, you're not just one, you don't just have one saboteur. You have 
some dominant saboteurs and then some others that really support that particular saboteur or, or saboteurs. And there's one that everyone hits, and that's the judge. And we all we all look at things and judge things very harshly, and we're our own worst critics. So that makes up pretty much ten saboteurs that 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 we, in some way or another, we all have to, we we all encounter whether we encounter them in ourselves or in our spouses or significant others or in the folks we work with. Uh, and what's interesting is if you think about a a group of people in the room, if everybody's just to, for the sake of illustration, if everybody's got three saboteurs that are kind of the main ones, but two or three others that are that are sticking around, if you've got five people in a room, you may have 30 saboteurs going on, and that's quite a concert. <laughs> yeah, no wonder never, nothing ever gets done, right? Especially in teams where they're in, in stress, because I'm guessing that most people, um, the saboteurs are more in charge when we're stressed out. You know, that's, I, I believe that's really the reality, yeah, is, is that they show up then and they start to, as I thought about them and, and, and as I shared with, with our class, when I looked at how they show up with, with me and, the, and in the groups I've worked within and, and those I've coached, I came up with what, what are my six kind of steps of the saboteur. Uh, these are certainly not uh, anything on, on Dr. Shamin's website, but these are this is this is my personal observation: is that at first they become kind of an autopilot, and they help us to whatever that new situation is. They help us to step into it, and then they help us to get to some level of comfort. And when we have when we're comfortable in a situation, we start to feel like, oh well, I'm doing all right, and. After comfort comes a little bit of feeling empowered. Hey, I can do well. If I keep doing what I'm doing, wasn't sure about this to begin with, but I, I came into it. I'm, I'm, I'm doing what I've always done, and it's bringing me some success. And so I'm starting to feel like I'm empowered in this situation. But if the saboteur is the dominant force in that new situation, start to see fatigue because it starts to wear on you and it starts to wear on the folks in your group. And it starts to, the, the, the sabotage begins. And when it starts to really bring fatigue into the situation, the next thing that I notice would be pain. And it becomes painful. Maybe it's painful to work with a certain person or painful to, to think that your ideas aren't being listened to or the, the things that you're trying to accomplish aren't taking hold or, or another path is being chosen or people are avoiding your calls or whatever it is. There's, pain that starts to show up and then full-on sabotage would be the next thing where it, it the wheels fell off and and how did I get here and what's key in this whole thing is to try to figure out and and be conscious because some of these things can be really good one of the things I loved about Susan's course was she she really focused on the silver lining in these saboteurs that there are attributes that are developed and skills that go with them that can help people thrive and whole careers are built around those, right? I mean, and hopefully to the positive, but if we can move our awareness to a point where, oh, okay, I'm starting to do what I've always done. That's not bad, but what can I do? How can I turn this into, or rather than being going into the red zone and, 
and fight or flight reactions, how can I use this to get into a flow and to flourish and be creative and connect with folks and and really work towards something that's that's bigger than what it would have been if I would have just continued and kind of grabbed the ball and, and ran down the field by myself. So it's this, this concert of all these saboteurs is fascinating. And, and what's even better is when somebody understands their saboteurs and they're aware, they can help others become aware as well. And that's when you see the real power of, of this concept come in because everybody's, everybody has them. But everybody has the has greatness and attributes of of wonderful things that are that are hidden in there that can really help everyone. It's just a matter of becoming aware, and then you and then using what you can to do good work. Yeah, and this is where it connects with that idea of capacity. As you were saying, um, our capacity is diminished when we go to that flight, fright, freeze you know, not, um, not being creative, not connecting. And so what are maybe just a a few strategies that people can use if they realize that they're, um, maybe acting out of these limiting beliefs, what, what could they do about it? You know, I, I would say the, the first thing, um, just to get an idea of, what may be at play, it would be fun to take the the assessment. Uh, I certainly had been around the the idea of of negative limiting beliefs for several years um, and had even even trained a little bit on some of them, Uh, but this really added some personalization to it. So I I would recommend that. And then the second would be what that can bring would be some awareness and to look and see what are my saboteurs, and what do they? How do they show up for me? Um, one great question that I believe was an Andy Stanley question is, um, you know, what uh, uh, what's it like to be on the receiving end of you? And start to ask those questions. And what are what are the what are the things that I don't see when I think I'm doing really good work and I'm really connecting with somebody? Am I just just being aware will move the needle tremendously. And then to try to think through some some opportunities in your career or life where the saboteur has engaged and how did it help you? And then uh, how did it hurt you? And then hopefully it didn't hurt too bad, but um, what can you learn from that? That's really That's really the most important thing. Yeah, so thinking about the good parts of these saboteurs and then how is it getting in my way and... Um, one of the stories that so I listened to a webinar by Shirzad when we were um, when we were going through the class and remind me the URL for his assessment. It is assessment.positiveintelligence.com. Assessment.positiveintelligence.com. So he talked about you know when you learn to play tennis and you were young. Perhaps, you know, the person that was teaching you gave you a big, huge racket or, you know, the wrong kind of racket so that you could be more successful and and hit the ball uh, more frequently. And then if you kept trying to play with that racket when you were older, you wouldn't be able to play with it, right? You you wouldn't be able to to return the ball. If, If someone was playing with the right racket, they would beat you all the time. 
because you're still using that tool that you used when you were younger and you were learning and now you're you're older and you have more tools but you're still using that tool so that was what he was kind of equating this to is that when you were young these tools work and then as you get older if you don't take on the new tools which you're talking about awareness and you know communication and emotional intelligence that if we don't take on those new tools and we keep playing with that you know that racket that we used when we were young we're never going to be successful or if we are successful we're going to be working 10 times harder than everyone else or 10 times harder than we would have to because we're using the wrong tools so i really like that analogy as well um and and thinking about what tools am i using and am i using these things that have been programmed in since I was really young, they're probably not the best tools to be using anymore. Well, Chris, we really enjoyed having you on this show. And um, we're going to take a short break. We're going to say goodbye to Chris. When we come back, I'm going to share a little bit more of the tools um, from Positive Intelligence and specifically how we can use our SAGE to combat some of these saboteurs. So thank you, Chris. It was a joy to have you on the show. And um, we'll be right back here on The Career Confidant. business community's first choice in internet talk radio voice america business network you know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career you can have the foresight skills and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities a strategic advantage and career expert marie zimanoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused get found and get hired Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. Today we live in a truly global environment. Business can more easily be conducted now in almost any part of the world. How do you, as a business owner or professional, navigate the ever-changing business landscape? Tune in to Leadership Beyond Borders with host Kimberly J. Lewis. With a worldwide resource of guests, you'll find out what opportunities and challenges surround diverse and virtual organizations. Listen live every Tuesday at 3 p.m. U.S. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. You are tuned in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. 
If you have a question or comment for Marie or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to marie at a strategicadvantage.com. Now, back to The Career Confidant. Welcome back to The Career Confidant. And today we've been talking about the saboteurs from positive intelligence. And we were talking with Chris Stewart, who's a leader in uh, Fortune 500 companies, and really talked about how he's seen these come about in his life and then how they've worked within his team. And it's funny that he was saying he uh, learned at a young age not to open the door for salespeople because most of his career has been working with the coaching, leading salespeople. And, uh, you know, those saboteurs, um, maybe not directly, but the beliefs that we all have about salespeople really keep many of us from succeeding because we don't want to see ourselves as a quote unquote salesperson. And those skills are so powerful in our lives to be able to persuade others, which we oftentimes get a negative connotation just right there with that phrase. But the idea of getting someone to see your point of view um, doesn't necessarily mean that we're manipulating. We, we kind of take that to a manipulating place right away. And, and that keeps us from having this skill, which then keeps us from getting the raise that we want, the job that we want, um, maybe getting something we want in our relationship because we're not able to communicate in a way that is convincing because we've, we're thinking that it, to do that, we're automatically being manipulative. So anyways, these saboteurs, and, and the idea behind them, of course, is that we have things in our in our life when we're young that we develop kind of these defense mechanisms too. So whether you know you don't have to be a huge Freud fan, but it's this idea is I can have this way of being and it and it will protect me. Um, so we were talking a little bit about the perfectionist and perfectionism. But actually, one of the reasons it's probably so prevalent in our society is because parenting tends to include a lot of shame. And Brene Brown's work, of course, a lot of work around shame. And I was listening to her, The Gifts of Imperfect Parenting, and it's only available on audiobook, or at least it was only available on audiobook. And it's a kind of an offshoot of her of her book, um, The Gifts of Imperfection. But it's really talking about how the use of shame in parenting creates this idea that I'm not good enough and different individuals are going to handle that differently. But a lot of us are going to start using perfectionism to win that approval of this person that is supposed to love us unconditionally. And of course they do, but they don't know how to discipline us or share with us how they want us to do something differently. And so a lot of times shame gets involved and and shame of course is that instead of correcting the behavior, we, we correct the person and, and the person becomes wrong instead of the behavior. And Brene gives the example of, you know, her yelling at her dog, bad dog, and her kids kind of correcting her, no, mom, the, the dog just made a bad choice. Or, you know, the behavior um, is something that we don't want the dog to do. And that knee-jerk reaction of, of bad dog, um, when it's taken out on a person, not meant to harm them, of course, in any way. But that constant drip of, of shame in parenting tends to build up some of these saboteurs. And the one that connects for me um, the most is that perfectionist with that shame piece. Uh, the pleaser, of course, can also 
go directly to that um, and hypervigilant, which actually on the axis, they're all in earn. So we want to earn someone's respect or earn someone's love. And so we either become a stickler, we're going to be a perfectionist, and we're going to earn that love by being perfect. We become that pleaser who's always just give, give, give. And, and if I'm always doing something for someone else, they'll, they'll like me or that hypervigilant, which is somewhat in that perfectionist vein as well, just a little bit different take on it. So when we look back and we think about how we start to act when we're when we're young and then we think forward about why this doesn't work in our lives or in the in the workplace and Chris did a great job of explaining why the stickler doesn't work right you're then you're always doing everything yourself because no one can do it good enough and you don't even realize that you're pushing people away who would love to help you because of that and this is a big one in leadership right if you're a stickler and as a leader you're having a hard time getting people to do things you don't realize why no one else is taking action maybe see them as lazy or you know they can't do anything right well perhaps it's the definition of right that is the problem and when you look at high achievers you might think oh they don't have these and they're the work that uh, Dr. Shermin has done has been really interesting to listen to I, as I listened to some of his webinars, really about how Fortune 100 leaders do have these. And yes, they're successful, but a lot of times they're also really unhappy because these saboteurs are constantly pushing them to succeed, but not in a good way. So one of the interesting things that came up during this class is that, of course, it was running right into the holidays. I think our last class was December 12th. And we were talking about how busy of a time it is and we you know, give compassion to others. But it's so hard to give compassion to ourselves, to be compassionate about our own shortfalls. And one of the beliefs around that oftentimes is that if I am compassionate with myself, it will mean that I get complacent or lazy. The only way to drive myself is to be critical, to notice my weaknesses, to push on those. And a lot of research shows that that's not true, right? The whole strengths movement talks about how picking apart our weaknesses doesn't get us anywhere and building on our strengths does. So when I first started looking at um, the work around these saboteurs and what do you do to kind of grow out of them, it was no surprise, perhaps, although way more challenging to implement than, um, than to understand or to read is the idea of empathy. Now, many times when I think of empathy as, as a counselor, I think about empathy towards others. What I saw in this work is that perhaps our main challenge with empathy is empathy for ourselves. Because when we don't have that, and we're being driven by the saboteurs, really, we're being driven to improve, to impress, to perform for external reasons, even though we might not see it that way, we might think, oh, I'm really internally driven, you know, I, I'm internally motivated. But that's not necessarily true, because although we may take responsibility for everything and, and not blame others, 
we're still performing for others if these saboteurs are running the show. And if we have empathy with ourselves and can let go of the idea that having empathy with ourselves is going to make it worse, we might actually start to perform from a place of creativity, connection, that whole idea of capacity, instead of from a place of beating down shame or impressing people or not feeling some of those negative judgments. And remember, one of the saboteurs that everyone has is that judge. So when we act from empathy, and we see that, you know, yes, I'm imperfect, and I'm just going to do what what I can get done. I'm having more creative brain power to really think about what needs to get done and what's the best way to do it, instead of just being driven to perform, because that seems like the best thing to do, right? To be that stickler, to be the pleaser, to to not think critically about why I'm doing things or, or how I'm doing them. So then one of the other sage tools is exploration. And I was kind of moving into that already. What are you, why are you doing something? What is that driver? Um, how does it connect with what really matters? Um, a few, it's been a while, but when Jordan Paris was on the show, he was talking about the, the book, The Simple Art of Not Giving an F-U-C-K. And um, I was so curious, I had to pick the book up and, and read it. And the whole idea is that we decide what we're going to care about so that we don't get driven by things that we really shouldn't care about. And these saboteurs, kind of the same thing, right? They are driving us to be focused on something that maybe we don't even need to be focused on anymore, like people pleasing or being perfect. And if we're exploring what why we're doing things and what really does matter, then we can decide what we really do care about and how we want to do things differently. And this is the place for those of us who are creatives um, or even in the business mindset, you know, like to innovate and create to really light up that part of our brain and say, okay, I'm going to use those skills to do things differently, to do things better and to be cognizant of, of how and why I'm doing things and what is driving me. And then how can I get a different tool? Where can I find a different solution that's going to help me along the way? And of course, there are always multiple ways that we could do something different. So that's a, another one of the SAGE tools is navigate, choosing the way that we, we're going to do things differently. And then to activate is to actually start taking those actions that we want to take. And although in some ways um, they seem kind of linear in this book, I don't think that they necessarily are that way. So if we are wanting to start acting different, we can start taking some of those actions and then evaluate, kind of explore if they're working, innovate and, and try something new. And the whole idea behind this is really that we are paying attention to who's in the driver's seat and trying to reprogram ourselves to not go into those automatic modes, as Chris was talking about, and kind of going back to the show 
uh, a while ago where we were talking with Dr. Lloyd about reprogramming your brain and, and telling yourself different stories and realizing that some of these stories that these patterns are built on weren't, weren't even necessarily true. And what is it that keeps us acting in that same direction is the story that we're telling ourselves of how that was helpful or how that was uh, maybe saved us. And when we look back, we might see that that story wasn't necessarily true. And, and yet we keep repeating that same behavior, even though it's not working for us anymore. So we're going to take a short break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about building your positive intelligence muscles um, based on this work by Shirzad Charmin. So we'll be right back here on The Career Confidant. business community's first choice in internet talk radio voice america business network you know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career you can have the foresight skills and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities a strategic advantage and career expert marie Zimanoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused get found and get hired Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. We hear it and read about it every day in the news. America is heading over a fiscal cliff. Home prices are still receding and unemployment growing. How can you preserve and increase your wealth in this kind of economy? Tune in to Turning Hard Times into Good Times with host Jay Taylor. Jay will explain the decline of our monetary system and the economy and will give you winning investment ideas and the tools to protect and increase your wealth. Turning Hard Times into Good Times with Jay Taylor can be heard Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Many industries have been revolutionized by technology in the last decade. Books, music, TV, communications, and now it's happening to our money and the way we pay. Tune in to Breaking Banks with Brett King for a look at how technology and customer behavior will bring about more changes in banking in the next 10 years than in the last 200 years. Listen every Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific on Voice America Business Channel or on AM 1160 The Voice. You'll never look at your bank account the same again. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are tuned in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. If you have a question or comment for Marie or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to marie at astrategicadvantage.com. Now, back to The Career Confidant. So today we've been talking about these saboteurs and really how they get in the way of your success and definitely in the way of your happiness. So if you are successful, but you still have these annoying little voices in the back of your head that are pushing you somewhat to be successful in a way that isn't, isn't really success, 
right? On the outward, on, on the outside, it might look like success, but on the inside, there's all of this turmoil. What can you do to change that? Well, this positive intelligence book comes up with these saboteurs, helps you name them. As Chris was talking about the assessment, it helps you identify which ones might be getting in your way the most. And then it's all about awareness. So when um, I'm reading through the Positive Intelligence book by Shirzad Chamin, it really goes into kind of the idea of meditation, but in a more specific way, which works for me, to think about how um, you are paying attention to your body. And I was first introduced to this concept actually by my colleague Kate uh, Douglas, now Kate Sherrill, when we were doing a group at the corrections facility, and we were working with gentlemen who had violated their parole probation, so they had come back to um, the corrections facility, uh, a halfway house. And we didn't work there, so they really liked us. They thought that we were there just to help them, which of course we were, but so are many of the staff. And when we were working with them, one of the topics that came up was holding down a job. So our help, our job was to help them find jobs. And finding a job was challenging for many of them uh, based on their, their histories. But then also keeping a job was challenging because a lot of them had what on the outside you might say are anger management issues. But they didn't have any awareness of rising anger until it was at the point where they were blowing up and maybe even getting physical with people. So one of the activities that Kate brought into this group was having them really clue into their body. So what happens in your body when you start to get angry? Where do you feel it first? And then, of course, what do you want to do about that? Or what could you do about that that might prevent you from losing your job? And so we talk through all those strategies and you and I might think, oh, you know, we don't need to do that work and I know what to do and I'm starting to get angry. But do we? And sometimes it's not even anger that gets in our way of acting the way we want to. It's frustration or lack of control or lack of certainty or lack of stability uh, or someone kind of picking at one of the saboteurs, right? Where we get feedback that tells us we aren't what we think we should be or need to be to have that unconditional love. And so in positive intelligence, it talks a lot about how we can build our positive intelligence by paying attention to our bodies. And it doesn't have to be a huge thing. It's thinking about how we can connect with what's going on in our body. And he gives us a lot of different ways to do that. So like during your daily routines to just notice what's going on in your body. I like to do it when I'm doing my exercise. So instead of a few times and here he says, instead of zoning out, zone in and really focus on what's going on in your body um, instead of zoning out and not paying attention. And then of course you're, kind of transferring that awareness, that body awareness, to the mental awareness of what's driving you. And once you know what your top saboteurs are, then it's recognizing when they're leading the show, 
so that you can step in hopefully faster and faster and start to be not have them be in the driver's seat so instead of being run by these saboteurs they can be informing you they can be the perhaps the um the not, i don't want to say advisors but they can tell you how you're feeling and what's coming in but they don't hijack the whole um decision making process and and take you out of that space where you can be creative and connect with others and do good work. That's the, that's the place where the capacity comes in. So instead of having to work, maybe instead of having to work as many hours, we're working less hours because we've, we're doing our work faster. And instead of pleasing these saboteurs, we're doing work that really needs to be done. We're, doing it in a collaborative and more creative way and when we're when we're being led by the saboteurs we tend to disconnect um, or we tend to connect with other people in a way that's really not productive right those gossiping uh, complaining meetings that happen are when we're being led by the, the saboteurs in the room which Chris said, you know, if we each have three or four and there's five people in the room, you've got 15 to, to 20 saboteurs in the room that can hijack the meeting and get it out of that creative collaborative space. Of course, that's the challenge for leaders is that we're not just managing our own saboteurs in the room. We're trying to help everyone else stay in that collaborative, connective place as well. So recognizing it, figuring out what it what those saboteurs are that get in your way and then being able to recognize them soon enough that they're not driving the bus when in fact your sage could be driving the bus and getting there faster more efficiently and in a more creative and connective way so i'd encourage you to um, go to the website assessment.positiveintelligence.com um, if you're really interested, you might grab the book and check out uh, Dr. Chemine, C-H-A-M-I-N-E, and his webinars that he gives as well. So great material, good way to think about our limiting beliefs in a more specific way and to connect with which of those might be getting in our way, not just of success, but also in the way of having that success and being happy at the same time. So we look forward to seeing you next week right here on The Career Confidant. We'll have another great guest and be talking about another topic that helps you move your career forward. If you have ideas for topics or questions, feel free to reach out to me at Marie, M-A-R-I-E, at careerthoughtleaders.com. We look forward to seeing you right back here again next week on The Career Confidant. Thank you for listening to The Career Confidant. Marie Zimanoff will return again with another terrific guest next Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. Be sure to join us then.